The road we're on is paved in Garth. Come along on the journey. As we explore Garthology. Think of it more as a conversation. I like that. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. Hey everyone, it's Deb. And I'm Jess. Welcome back to Garthology. Jess and I are together today to continue our discussion of the Chris Gaines Greatest Hits album, Garth Brooks in the Life of Chris Gaines. Unfortunately, Pete wasn't available to record, and we didn't want to finish this album without him. So we're going to break up the last four songs into two shorter episodes, which means today, Jess and I will cover just songs 10 and 11. So really quickly, if you're not sure who Chris Gaines is and why the Garthology podcast is covering some guy named Chris Gaines, just check out a couple of our past episodes, season four, episodes one, two, and four, where we give the backstory of Chris Gaines discuss the movie that was planned, and we also review and discuss the first nine songs on this album. Now let's continue our review of Chris Gaines' greatest hits. Jess, what do you have for song 10? Okay, well, first off, I want to apologize because I sound terrible today. I don't actually feel very bad, but I have a toddler who shared his cold with me, so I'm struggling a little bit, but I'll try to make myself clear. Wasn't it nice of him to share his germs oh, with it you? It was so sweet. We share everything. <laughs> He's a giver. <laughs> he is. <laughs> All right, guys. So song number 10 off the Chris, or in the life of Chris Gaines, Garth Brooks in the life of Chris Gaines, is the song White Flag. So White Flag is the 10th song off of the album. It's four minutes and 40 seconds long. And it, like many of the other songs on the album, was written by Gordon Kennedy and Wayne Kirkpatrick. According to the liner notes from the album, this song was about, well, the actual quote from the liner note says, my will surrendered to the girl of my dreams for the loneliness of my freedom. And basically it says this was the only good thing that came out of a bad relationship. So, I mean, that's probably where a lot of songs come from. Honestly, if you look at songwriting and artists and musicians, it's true. Yeah. So I don't think that that's beyond the realm of believability for a character, you know, for, for Chris Gaines in the story of his life. So that's where the idea of the song came from. I love the music on this one. I mean, it's a good song regardless, but I can't help but kind of rock out to it. I bob my head when it comes on. Uh, it's about surrendering the fight before you break something beyond repair. You know, just knowing when to back off, when it's not going to be salvageable, or when 
you know, you're not going to come to a compromise. It's not going to be a good ending. Whatever you keep arguing, you know, whatever your side of the argument you've gone around and around, you know, there's no way to, to fix it. And so it's backing off in this relationship before you, you end up probably hating the other person, basically. Again, this whole album is my go-to road tripping music. So when I say I love the music on this one, that's why I just, it's my windows down, music up, have to watch the, you know, speedometer a little bit when you're driving with this music on. <laughs> but this song fits right into that. And I, I really enjoyed it. How about you, Deb? Do you like this one? I do. This, you know, blues rock. I love blues rock. And that's what this is to me. I think the music is some of the best on the whole album. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just love the music in this one. And, you know, you get a little bit of that Garth Gravel Mm -hmm. as Chris Gaines, but Garth Gravel, which, you know, is my favorite. Yeah. I'll take Garth Graveling any day, all day, twice on Sundays, whatever. I love the Garth Gravel. That's going to be my new thing. I'm going to call it the Garth Gravel. So (laughs) I love that. I like the pause in the third verse where Chris sings Sending Up a White Flag. Yeah. And then the music kicks up again. There's like the break. I know exactly the part you're talking about. I love that part too. Yeah. I love that. It's just, it's perfection to me. I love that moment. I think it's a great moment. And then when he drops a little lower towards the very end, yeah, like Garth kind of goes down a little. Oh, I love that too. And I just, I listened to this song a bunch of times. And after a few rounds of listening to it, I'm not sure why, but it suddenly sounded like a Richard Marks song to me, which, oh. you know, he was back what in the what early time, late 80s, yeah. early 90s. And so I thought, well, I I mean, it's kind of more of a rockin' song than what Richard Marks was doing at that time, but it still sounded like Richard Marks to me, which made sense because, again, it shows that this is, you know, this whole album represents different time periods. Yeah. So to me, this song was like late 80s, early 90s, and it just goes to show that, again, there was so much thought put into this album. And what a perfect spot that, you know, this song filled for whatever Chris Gaines was going through at that moment. I agree. I like it. It's one of my favorite on this album. It's a great song. The other thing that I think, and I don't want to touch too much on it because we're going to do the episode later about the television special, mm-hmm. but I I can visualize Garth slash Chris, but Garth. <laughs> Just rocking out to the song, performing yeah. it live. So that makes it a little bit more fun just because I can see it in my head and it's fun in that way. Yeah. So again, keeping the two separate because we are going to do that um, separately. But yeah, it makes it a little easier for me to visualize because some of these, it's like it's hard to to picture Garth and or Chris singing the song because we didn't really get to see Chris. You know, we didn't get to see Garth as Chris other than in photos. On Saturday Night Live. Yes, yes, <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. The Lost in You video. Yeah, right. so there was like a little yeah, bit. Very but again, little. that was a very specific song and a very specific kind of. So, but like this like rock out kind of song choice, we didn't get to see so much of. But I'm, I'm going to just stop talking about it. But I'm looking forward <laughs> to um, talking about the TV special too and covering that later. Me too. Okay, well, I guess that's all and enough for song 10. Let's go on and see what we have for song number 11. So, Deb, tell us about song number 11. 
the 11th song on Garth's Life of Chris Gaines album is Digging for Gold. Digging for Gold was written by Gordon Kennedy and Wayne Kirkpatrick and was not released as a single, so no chart peaks for this one. This song about an aging millionaire wondering if his much younger wife only loved him for his money is a sobering lesson about trust and true love and materialism. In the song, it references Black Tuesday. And when Black Tuesday hit, That's a reference to the Wall Street crash of 1929. And so pretty much the millionaire got his answer then because his money was gone and next so was his wife. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) In the liner notes, Chris mentions that he's a huge fan of old movies and the actress Carol Wells. And that he wrote this song after staying up late in Berlin and watching her movie Poison Kisses. Again, so much detail in this Chris Gaines project. It just blows my mind. Yeah. Like, it's amazing when you think, like, he went to that detail. Although I will say, I find those details fascinating. And so I had to look it up because I was like, who's Carol Wells? Is she a real person? What about that movie? I wondered about that too. I was like, was this a real actor that I'm just not familiar with? Yeah. And it turns out that there is an actress named Carol Wells. Although I noticed in the liner notes... It was spelled C-A-R-O-L, and the real Carol Wells spelled her name C-A-R-O-L-E. But Poison Kisses was a real thing, wasn't it? It wasn't. Okay. So she was an actress in the 50s, but she never starred in a movie called Poison Kisses. Huh. There are other movies, Poison Kiss, there's Poison something else. There's like three or four movies that kind of reference Poison or Poison Kisses, something like that. But she wasn't in any of them. Huh, that's funny. Yeah. So it's like maybe a little bit fiction, a little bit reality, just kind of blend. Exactly. So like real actress, fictitious movie. Yeah. But still, it's interesting that they went to all that kind of detail. Like I want to know Garth's thought process in doing that. And you talking about that again, bringing up like all the detail makes me think, I don't know how far they got into the process. Like, was there a completely finished script? Was there something they were still working on? Was it just fleshed out, but there wasn't really a script written? Because like, if there was a whole script written somewhere, I'm like, can I just read the story? Right. Like, Can I just read it for myself and know what it could have been? Yeah. Like maybe in The Lamb, there's a scene of Chris Gaines watching Poison Kisses. Yeah, maybe. Ah. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) And this reminded me that Garth has mentioned that there could be a Chris Gaines anthology book. I really hope they do it. That will probably be my favorite one if they do. I really hope they do it too. So all of that, (laughs) that was a lot of detail about the origins of that song, but onto the music. So I really like the music in Digging for Gold. It's got a great drum beat that keeps me listening and bopping my head. The lyrics are really catchy. 
And I really kind of like, there's like faded Chris slash Garth kind of quieter singing in the background, which I find really appealing. And I also like the, I guess you'd say like the almost radio announcer talking in the background too, right? Like I like that sound. It's interesting. It keeps my attention. And the weird thing about that though, and I kept finding myself replaying the song, I can't figure out what he's saying. Like I'm like straining in my headphones to make out the words and they're not listed in the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like driving myself crazy. So if anyone knows what he's saying on those like radio announcer words, I would really love to know. So you got to pass that along to us because I'm very interested and I could not for the life of me figure it out. Yeah. I've never figured it out either. Yeah. Right. So overall, really good song, catchy, great beat. Doesn't sound at all like Garth to me. I don't hear mm-hmm. Garth in this. I hear nothing but Chris. But I will say in you know, in bringing that up, it doesn't sound like Garth to me, but it almost sounds too catchy and like tame to be a song by the artist that Chris Gaines appears to be. Especially when you check out, you know, the mock album covers that are included in the liner notes. This song almost seems too like poppy to be that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not the sound that I picture in my head of what the Chris Gaines character was supposed to be. Maybe this came not too long after, because I don't remember, I know it said he was in Berlin. I don't remember it saying like what point it was at, but I wonder if it was like not too long after Crush, where he was still coming out of of that like young poppy band band kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Like maybe this was one of the first songs of his on his own. Right. After he was, not with them and on, you know, a solo artist. Yeah, that could be. In which case, it makes more sense. Yeah. This doesn't seem like it would be like the later career of Chris Gaines. But all that to say, I really like the song. And and I really also like that Garth got to do a song that he wouldn't normally get to do on a Garth Brooks album. Yeah, for sure. Which, I mean, that could be said about just about every song in this album. But especially for some reason on this one, that really caught me too was... I, you know, we we get to hear Garth do something he wouldn't normally get to do. And I appreciate that. So, Jess, what are your thoughts on Digging for Gold? Uh, well, you touched on a lot of what I had to say. But one of the things that I loved on this and that I had in my notes on this song in particular is that I love Garth's tone in this one. Because it's not... It's not falsetto like it was in some of the other songs, but it's also not Garth. And like you said, it doesn't sound like Garth, Right. but it's a higher register, but it's, I like it. It's different and it's different than any of the other songs on the album. And so that stands out to me on this one that I enjoyed that sound. It definitely feels like a late seventies, early eighties rock song to me, like a pop rock. And that maybe ties into that. Like maybe it was earlier on in his career, like after the, the band crush right broke up ended whatever i don't know if it ended from the accident that they had or whatever because i'm just <laughs> filling in details of the story really we're going to make up the script as we go let's just write it we're going to piece it together <laughs> with the little information we have so on that timeline though this would fit in that early time period because it does definitely have a late 70s early 80s feel to me it's a fun story song sort of it's it's rough for the guy in the story, the the poor guy, but it's also entertaining. It's almost a little tongue in cheek, like 
there's a line at the end that says she never even heard him crying. Do you love me? And I just always like, you feel bad for the guy, but it's, I don't know. It's something with the music and the story that the way it comes together, I'm smiling. Even though <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. So I don't know what that's about. And I am I will obviously, would, uh, I mean, obviously you guys don't know me, but I would never be that kind of person to do that to somebody. So I don't know why I find it funny in this in this song but I do it's like it's something about the style of the song and the style of the music makes it lighthearted even though it's kind of like oh this poor guy and it's another perfect driving song to add to all the other ones it's very upbeat it's easy to kind of definitely get you down the road and so I love it for all those reasons me too well done, Chris Gaines. <laughs> yes, I think I agree. Good on you. All right. So these were two good songs. We're coming up to the end of the album. I'm really happy about these two songs. I liked them both a lot. And I I really like that doing this review has really helped me appreciate this album in a way that I didn't before. Yeah. I had heard it a couple of times. I barely knew it. And now I find myself listening more and more to the songs. So that makes me super happy because I know that this is like one of your favorite Garth albums. Yeah. It makes me super happy because it made you and Pete listen to it (laughs) (laughs) more than just like cursory. Like, yeah, I heard it once. It was fine. Like you had to really listen to it and write about it and then go, oh, I actually really do like that song. So I, I, you know, I've waited for this one forever. I've been very excited about it. This has been like at the top of your list since we started the podcast. (laughs) It has. Yeah. Yeah. This and covering like either one of Trisha's albums or some shortened Trisha story. I don't know how we would do that, but I do still want to do that at some point too. So those were like my two big asks at at some point. Yes. We will absolutely have to do some Trisha material soon. Yeah. All right, everyone. That's it for this episode where we've covered the 10th and 11th songs on the album, Garth Brooks in the Life of Chris Gaines. Have you checked out our website at Garthology.com yet? If not, stop by today and check out our past episodes and bonus content. And remember to subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, it's been a little while since our last review. If you get the chance, stop by, click those stars, and write us up something to encourage others to listen. Don't forget to stop by our social media accounts to let us know what you think of the Chris Gaines album. On Facebook, we can be found at facebook.com backslash GarthologyCast. And on Instagram and Twitter, we're also at GarthologyCast. Be sure to join us for our next episode of Garthology to see what else season four has in store. Until next time. Thanks again for joining us on Garthology. And I'm Deb. And I'm Jess. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. We can't record without Pete anymore. I know, right? You and I alone. This is a bad idea. (laughs) It's like Keystone Cops. (laughs) It is. We're the Keystone Cops. (laughs)